Lichtenberger, and you are listening to Scanner School, where we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. Let me tell you, I have been around radios and the and scanners basically since before that I could walk, and it's all thanks to my dad, my grandfather, and even my uncle. And my goal here, my mission on this podcast, is to kind of transfer what I've learned over a lifetime of the scanner radio hobby over to you. And again, a little bit of that passion. Maybe that will go your way as well. So that's why we're here, right? If you're new to the hobby, if you're a seasoned user, if there's something about this hobby that really makes you click or whatever, right? I want to hear about it. I want to have you on the podcast to share your story, just like today's guest has done. I want to introduce you all to Clayton from Moore Park Scanner, a citizen journalist style Facebook page and Instagram account. Clayton is a very impressive individual. At only 20 years old, not only has does he have a professional appearance on his social media platforms, but he's also bought and sold and traded his way up from entry-level handheld scanners to more advanced P25 radios. He's an inspiration to anybody who is just getting into the hobby, right? And if you want to take what you know about scanning or if you want to share what you hear on the radio with others and become a citizen journalist, Clayton has basically the roadmap for you. And he's going to teach us how he goes from just being a standalone listener to being a voice in his community, to having his pictures and his videos thrown into the local media because he's got some connections now based off what he does. So if you're interested in learning about how to become a citizen journalist, be a voice in your community, do more with the Scanner Radio Hobby, then I'm excited for you to hear this conversation that I had with Clayton from Moore Park Scanner. All right, Clayton from Moore Park Scanner, welcome to the podcast today. Really great to have you on board. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. So this was your idea. You reached out to me uh, a couple of times because apparently I had a broken <laughs> link somewhere. But I really appreciate you sticking with it, plowing through, and then finally figuring out how to get a hold of me and book the podcast session. So uh, thank you very much for that. So really quickly, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm from California. Uh, I live in Ventura County. So that's mainly the county I'm scanning. I got into scanners, I want to say, because I'm 20 now and I got into them when I was about 16. Uh, so I've been scanning for about four years and I've been a uh, ham radio operator for only a couple months now. And then, but yeah, I, I got into scanning from being, uh, I was uh, an explorer at a local sheriff's office here. It's like a program for younger kids learn the codes. And I was like, you know what? It'd be so sick to just get my own scanner and start listening to stuff and um, picked it up from there. Very cool. It's always nice to hear the younger, uh, younger generation <laughs> make me sound old. I'm only 20 something years older than you. 
but uh, it's always it's always cool to to hear right new new generations and new new blood kind of getting into the yeah. uh, podcast hobby. So and I it it was it I mean just uh the sheriff explorers that brought you into it or was there something else about it that wanted that got you going to the into scanning? I would say it was that you know I always thought the radio uh, the radio aspect of it it was cool and just knowing mm-hmm. like what's going on like all the time, you know, like, Oh, you hear a siren. Oh, I got this radio right here. I can find out. <laughs> gotcha. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So you kind of had, a, a, you, you knew of scanners prior to then. I mean, you knew when you were in the Explorers, like, yeah, I need to get a scanner. Like that's, that was it. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I had always been interested in it. I just was like, Hmm, well, I don't really know the lingo and such. And then once I got in there learned how to talk on there, I was like, yep, you know, it's my, now might be the time. Nice. And what type of scanner are you, uh, are you using out there? So when I first started, I, I started out with like a old, like, uh, what, probably from the nineties, dude. It was like a, it was called the BC350A from Uniden. Old scanner, only like 20 channels on it, things like that. But now I'm, uh, I'm rocking with a SDS200, um, a BCD996XT, BCT15X, uh, and a couple Motorola's as well. Okay. So you just got in the hobby about four years ago and you already got up to, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're spending money fast on it. Oh yeah. So were these all like a one shot purchase or did you kind of like graduate from one into the other to the other over like the last four years? How did, how did you set that all up? So when I had my BC350A, I had that for, I want to say about a year. And oh, I still forgot to mention I have a 436 HP as well. My all mistake. Right. Well, uh, anyways, okay. but Yeah. <laughs> Was my train of thought. Sorry. That's all right. Now I was um, asking no, you if, I, uh, if you bought them all up front or you kind of graduated through the last four years into all these because now you got what six radios, oh, yeah. them, right? So pretty yeah. much, yeah. Yeah. And it's not even including the Motorola. The Motorola right. is crazy. But yeah, I started uh, with that 350A, kept mm-hmm. it for about a year, and then I accidentally dropped something on it, and I was like, you know what? Like instead of like I could just spend about like forty bucks more and get the 15X. So mm-hmm. I got the 15X. It was still analog and stuff. Um, and then from there, I bought uh, a digital uh, one. It was the 325P2 uh, from Uniden. I got that uh, to start listening to things on the go um, and hearing digital when I needed to. Because for the majority of the part in my county in Ventura, about, I would say about 90% of everything out here is analog. So we're pretty lucky still. You know, not too much digital. But the digital that is out here, it's encrypted or partially encrypted at times. But yeah, I got that. Um, and then after that, I was like, you know what? Let me just get a base digital scanner. I thought it would end from there. And I was like, you know what? Like these three, they should do it. But no, it started accumulating from there. Uh, I started doing trades on the radio reference website um, on the discussion forums with some other users. So I was able to trade my way up and get some other scanners. Yeah. And then I used those ones because they were a little bit more higher value to then buy and or well, I would sell them and then I would buy and maybe only spend like 50 bucks extra to then, you know, get my SDS 200 that I have now and then get the other ones that I have. Very resourceful, so I'll tell you that. <laughs> so that to be able to, uh, to to trade up and into that. So how was the whole trading experience for you? Because I, I really only do person to person or face to face trades. So was yeah, there any, any worry on your part? Or yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. You know, I think for me it was just being sure that the user was pretty well known on the day, or on the radio reference site. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being sure they're active there for plenty of years. You know, they started their their account you know years ago. You know they're active and such, uh, and then once I seen that, I was like, "Yeah, you know, this is this is probably pretty true." Okay. And then yeah, pretty much just did that. It was pretty good verification of it, and then just got their phone number, 
pretty much just uh, verifying they were active in the community and such, and then going from there, uh, getting their contact info, like their phone number and such. And then pretty much just going like, yep, this should be a clean cut. And just making sure that uh, you guys are both sending at the same time. So mm-hmm. when you deliver them with the tracking numbers, everything lines up. Cool. And how did what did you do on your end so that the other person was, was just as comfortable as you were? I mean, were oh, you as active uh, on Radio Reference or was... Oh, yeah. Because I, uh, I had started my account, you know, pretty recent um, mm-hmm. and such. But, you know, I had my, my page going for me on Instagram, on Facebook. Okay. I had, uh, you know, plenty of pictures of my setup. So I would say that that helped as well. Okay, so you are pretty active on social media then too. What, uh, what yeah. kind of pages? What kind of pages do you run? So I have a. I would say my main ones right now are Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Uh, Facebook kind of targets my older audience, letting them know what's going on around here, and Instagram kind of targets the younger audience as well, along with just posting you know general extra things that I can put there with like the twenty four hour stories and such. All right. So an example of what the content is. I mean, right now you're kind of vague about it. So are you just putting pictures of scanners on it because it's Instagram or are you creating news stories? What are you doing with the social media and, and scanning? Yeah. So I run a like a community page pretty much just posting news. If you want. Yeah. Just uh, pretty much just posting things that go around the go around town. <laughs> okay. More Park's a pretty small town and grew up there. And when something happens, it's always super huge, even though it's rare. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always something big, and everyone's always wondering. So I was like, you know what? I might as well just start this. So that's that's more Park Scanner, right? On both uh-huh. Instagram and on Facebook. And so Facebook, yeah. So if I go Facebook.com, so it's just M O O R P A R K Scanner. Let's see what comes up yep. here. And there we go. Nice. Okay, so you got basically. Wow, this is pretty good. So you got photos of of different things that popped up in here, and uh, other videos, and. So I guess stuff like that. So you go around and listen to the scanner, and then you 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 take pictures of what you're of what you're seeing or or hearing. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Nice, nice. So it's your own little homegrown uh, or citizen journals journalism. Pretty, so yeah, essentially. Nice, nice. Have you thought about just now? Because my wheels are spinning here too. Because this is something I was going to talk about in a future podcast. We'll we'll touch and test the waters out here a little bit. Have you thought about instead of being on Meta's sandbox or Meta's properties, would you have thought about doing this on your own with a with like a WordPress site and running a blog and doing it that way? You know, I think that's a good thing you bring up. I was for a little bit, mm-hmm. but the problem with that is you kind of have to have a following already, or else you're going to be you know spending a lot on hosting for your website. So I wanted to be mm-hmm. sure you know I built up a good amount of people before if I was going to ever try and do that. Right. But I think for now. Facebook and Instagram, it's what everyone's using. It's the best thing to try and keep up with for now. Yep. I, I agree. To get in front of more people, you're exactly right with that. I, I do believe that it is hard to get people off of existing platforms that they are more than comfortable spending mindless hours going through. Uh, yeah. The other issue is you have to be aware of, and again, this is this is my age of experience. I'll pass this on to you, is when you build your home on somebody else's property, the other, the landowner has authority to do whatever it is they want to do with their property. So there was an issue many years ago where Facebook pages were very big and you'd see Facebook pages. Everybody had a Facebook page, right? For their business or their blog or for their their own thing. And eventually Facebook decided, you know what? We're not going to promote pages anymore. We want people to spend money with us in order to promote their Facebook page. 
but we want to grow our community here. So we will go ahead and promote Facebook groups instead of pages. <laughs> and it really ruined a lot of people's businesses because now all of a sudden, instead of having this whole audience in front of them, they weren't able to reach out to their audience anymore because Facebook wasn't showing their content anymore. There's also issues where if somebody grabs a hold of your Facebook account and they hack your account and they get your password, they can do whatever they want with your pages and your groups and, and everybody else. So if you ever lose access to your Facebook group or page, it's always good to have, first of all, a home base that you can bring people back to. But secondly, and more importantly, a mailing list. Because this way, if something ever does happen to your Facebook page or even to your website, you can still reach out and say, hey, I'm aware we have a problem. We have an outage over here. Don't worry. We're still collecting data or we're busy bringing it back up on the scenes. Just stay put and we'll, we'll get you back to what you need, which is our, our services here. And additionally, you can always serve Google ads and, and stuff like that, right? Plus, if you ever get, you know, somebody uses your footage, you've got a website. You've got that credibility going on there too. And, and I think websites, yeah. even, even at bare bottoms, right? Or, or at the, at the, at the bare least, you have a home that is yours. The other issue is too, is I was doing this for quite a while too, is I was using plugins on WordPress that anytime that a new blog post would come on, it would grab the feature image and the description and it would repost that to Facebook into the group or the page. And it would also repost that into Instagram. So now instead of me having to post in two other places, I'm only posting in one place and everything is being handled behind the scenes for me. So it's basically transparent to anybody who's already a user of your Facebook account, but it then brings a link back to your homepage. You have a link back, which Google likes because now you've got link backs going to your oh, a whole bunch of other stuff. But mm -hmm. just an advice, I even though it's going to cost you $10 a month for hosting, wherever it is, well worth it at this point, just as an investment. And then again, the images you post and share on your website are yours. They're not Facebook's images. And you know what I mean? It's, it yeah. becomes this whole big thing. So think about it. I definitely think it's worthwhile having a webpage, especially when you're just, when you're at the point where you're at right now with, with your life. And who knows you, if, if this grows and becomes big, you have something that you can pass on or sell. Whereas if it's a Facebook group page, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You bring on another yeah. moderator and it just continues to change hands and, and you built this thing and, and there's no there's no tie back to you. But yeah. um, there's a lot more you can do with that. And again, I want to talk I save a little bit of conversation that I'm having with you here and save it for a future podcast episode because you are in here today to talk about a whole lot of something different. So why don't we talk about you getting into the hobby more of you said beginning, right? Is what you want to talk about, beginning yeah. getting started with the hobby. We talked about you a little bit getting involved with the local explorers at the sheriff's department, but let's keep going with this. Let's dig down even further on this one. It's about just getting started because again, there's there's a there's a lot to digest when somebody is getting started in the hobby. There's a lot to digest. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that it's very overwhelming. So I'll let yeah. you take it from here. Yeah, you know, I would say probably starting out. I was pretty lost. Uh, I would say, yeah, big time. I was pretty lost. You know, I think the one thing that helped me was a lot of YouTube video tutorials, a lot of those. And just like, I would say like, I just wish there was like some simplistic way of just knowing like you could enter in your zip code and there's a bam, you know, a scanner comes up of what would fit there without it having to be crazy expensive, like an SDS type thing. <laughs> but yeah, when I first started out, I would say I just used a lot of internet guidance, uh, asking a couple questions in the radio reference forums. If mm -hmm. Only if it was something I couldn't Google. I feel like a lot of people go there instantly and, you know, ask very, very basic questions when 
it could easily be answered just by doing a Google search. I always try and do that first before even asking anyone there. Or else you're going to have tons of people roasting you because they're like, you could have found this here. <laughs> and and that's, that is part of the problem too when somebody is just starting out. First of all, uh-huh. there's that nervousness about not knowing something. And then there's that like issue where if you get somebody who's had, I don't know, maybe a couple of too many drinks and they get to be a keyboard commando or they're just grumpy to begin with and they'll come back at you just like that and say, hey, you know, that's a simple question. Why didn't you do the search button first before yeah. asking that question? This question has been asked 99 other times. But you know what? Everybody, I think it's tough, right? Because people forget what it's like to do something new, especially with scanning, and not know anything. And 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 look at the yep. landscape here and go, what am I getting myself into? Why am I going to spend $650 on a scanner when I can buy one for $100? Why can't I listen to this? What does this mean? What is trunking? How does trunking? You know, and, yeah. and it's very much to get overwhelmed. And I, I don't mind if somebody comes to me with the same question five or six times, or it's five or six people asking the same question. To me, that's great because they want help and they're open to asking for help. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going on Google to ask the que- or ask, you know, to find the question because that's what Google's there for too. But for somebody like me that wants to help, I'll help you all day long. So what else? I would say that. And then also um, with uh, there's a lot of Facebook groups out there too. Mm-hmm. I would say the, the most common thing that comes up, especially when people are just starting out is uh you know, they pick up one of the zip code type scanners, one of the home patrol ones, you know, they enter in their zip code, they're off the scan and just like normal, but they want something a little bit more custom that, you know, that's when the questions start to come up. How do I build a database? Well, how do I, what is a system? What's a, what is an apartment? What's a site? That's when all these questions come up. But I think a big one just when you're just first starting out is to just getting the bare bones as in maybe you have an area that's phase two, uh, phase two trunking. You know, you can buy like a 996P2, save a little bit on money for, you know, just to start out with and then learn from that and then build yourself up if you know you truly need one of those, uh, you know, home patrol type scanners or, you know, if you're dealing with the Whistler ones, I forgot what program they use, but if you're dealing with the Whistler ones, you know, dealing with the scan list and such, you know, just starting out with the basics, I would say. Right. Whistler is easy scan. And, and yeah, there's, there's, that's there's right. Nothing, there's nothing easy about it. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of their software, but it is what it is, and it's what you have to use, and you have to you have to learn how to use it. But a lot of people say the same thing. They they don't like Sentinel, but I took right to it. To me, it just seemed like it was it was very easy to understand. But you know, if different people learn differently as it is, yeah. But you're you're right. It is it is um, it is a bit crazy. And uh, again, if you need to save money too, if you don't have a phase two network, you can always go for the Whistler that isn't phase two capable. But there's a thousand different ways around, right? Getting started with the yeah. hobby. And, and the problem is too, right? You don't know what you don't know. Yep. You buy a 350A and find out everything's P25. Then what? Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, just just knowing what's around your area. Um, I see a lot of people who who buy, uh, buy a scanner. They may buy a digital one or maybe it, it might only be phase one. They don't have a phase two capability yet because they know that their county or their city's phase phase one, but maybe they want to listen to the next county over. Maybe they want to listen to the state agency and they go, oh shoot, that needs phase two. You know, you don't, you don't have to listen to everything if it doesn't matter to your areas. What I kind of feel like, is it nice to listen to those other areas at times? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool to have as many scanners as you want. You know, just like me, I have tons right now. 
but is it, when it's not necessary to you, when you want to hear local things, you know, I don't, you know, it's not good to break the bank for it. If you're, if you know, you're, it's not going to be relevant for info. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So you want to talk about that breaking the bank? Yeah. Breaking the bank. Yeah. Starting out, it's a lot of people are, will want to get into the hobby. You know, they'll be like, Oh, I want to listen to that. That sounds awesome. Like I wouldn't mind, you know, hearing these pursuits, fires, things like that, which yeah, there's a lot of fun in that, but it obviously comes with that cost of, uh, finding out that your area might cost you about 600 bucks or 700 mm-hmm. bucks, you know? But I think that just finding out what you truly need, just getting the info out first, finding out what you need to listen to or what you need to listen to at first, whether it's phase two, phase one, is pretty crucial to it. And especially if it's going to be for your area. Also, you know, that or if you maybe have a couple scanners already is doing what I did and just trading up, try and find somebody on the radio reference discussion, try and see who's selling locally or selling on the radio reference website for the classified ads. It's That was a great thing that helped me. It saved me a bunch because surprisingly, eBay buying these scanners, they're more expensive than the radio reference forms for sure. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen those ones yourself, but you, I want to say eBay is probably about like a 100 bucks more. Sometimes maybe 80 bucks more where you can save that just by going to radio reference and just doing it, you know, person to person like that. Yeah. eBay is uh, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that way. But, but you're right. I've gotten a lot of great deals off of uh, radio reference and even, you know, to reach out to somebody, like I just did a deal with somebody and he had three, three radios set up there and I was interested in just one of them. And I said, Hey, you know, I bought this radio from you. Uh, it's like three or four months ago. It's working great. I'm really impressed by you know what you supplied with the radio. I wasn't expecting this. You've got these three here. I'm interested in this one. Would you split the package? And he's like, Yeah, I'll split it. How about this much money for that? And I'm like, Yeah, uh, it was it was much <laughs> less than I was expecting for it to begin with, but it worked out really well for the two of us. He sold the radio. I I bought a radio and and we traded you know now the second radio from his collection to my collection, but um. Yeah, even by buying and selling, right, and the radio reference forums, you build a little bit of a rapport with 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 somebody, right? You, you build, you yeah. build a little bit, and and you got that relationship, and you know, you could always say too, hey, look, I'm trustworthy. You could reach out to this guy and this guy and this guy who I've done deals with in the past if you want a reference that says that I'm legit and whatnot. So, but uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely, eBay's a little bit pricey, but again, eBay sometimes has those things that you can't really find on radio reference either. So it's oh it's, yeah, for sure. You know, it's a give or take relationship. So Yeah. I think, you know, by far my best trade that I ever had was uh, my first actual digital base scanner that I bought was a 996B2. Um, and I bought it used on eBay for, I want to say about 320, 325. Uh, okay. And it came with DMR. So it wasn't that bad right. of a deal. Okay. And, you know, it came with cord, antenna, all things like that. Um, just your normal accessories. No, no manual, no box. And I used that for a little bit. And I ended up finding a... An older gentleman on the radio reference site, and he he was saying that you know he was trustworthy. He had, I think, I want to say he started his account in like early two thousands. You know, so I knew it was mm-hmm. immediately he was going to have tons of discussions on there. Uh, anyways, he uh, he said that you know he was older. Uh, he said he had some vision problems, and that the screen on his five thirty six was almost impossible for him to read because it's uh, a wider screen that can fit a lot of text, but it's smaller. You know than mm-hmm. those. Uh, those, you know, 996 scanners with uh, that square type screen with big, bold text. Um, and he was looking to trade for someone's uh, 996 P2 with DMR or NXDN. And I go, sure. And his 536 actually came with DMR and NXDN. So oh, already I was, I was like, and it came with all these accessories, you know, antenna, Wi-Fi, 
or the the Wi-Fi dongle, mm-hmm. power cord, and all things like that. The base, you know, everything. And I was like, you know what? Like, I paid like three twenty, you know, about that for for mine. I was like, this is like a five hundred sc- dollar scanner already, plus upgrades with an, with an extra one I didn't even have. I was like, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna hop on this. This is a no brainer. <laughs> right, right. And then you did you didn't list that right now, so that means you'd be the trader who sold it too, right? I actually sold it later. I kept okay. it for I want to say maybe about three, three, four months. It was absolutely great. I loved it, but I realized that I could sell it and only have to pay a hundred bucks for an SDS 200 out of my pocket. So, okay, you yeah. know, I sold it up. Yeah. I sold it up on eBay for, I, I think I sold it for about five ninety. Okay. Or like six something. Yeah. Almost about 600. Wow. And I was able to get my uh, SDS 200, which I got for an absolute steal. <laughs> You certainly did. So all in all, then you paid like four hundred and twenty-five bucks for an SDS two hundred. You saved yourself two hundred dollars. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, the place where I got my SDS two hundred, actually, I got it from a ham radio website that was clearancing out everything on the site, absolutely everything, including the SDS series scanners. Hmm. And it not only came with the SDS, but it came with like a Yesu ham radio with it as well. I didn't need it for me because uh, I got my Motorola's, but it was a I want to say a, a VHF, yeah, VHF, UHF. Yesu uh, okay. completely forgot the model on it, but it's about like eighty bucks. And then with the with the SDS two hundred, because they were clearing out everything with the bundle, it was only six hundred instead of the normal seven hundred price they usually are. Wow! So you, yeah. it was basically like a too good to be true situation that ended up like yeah. not being like a scam. I mean, you you locked out on that one. Yep. Is, is that I, I, website the, the still in business? I want to say they still have a couple things. Yeah, uh, yeah. I completely forgot the company. I think it's like MTC oh. based out of Texas. Okay. Uh, I forgot what their name was. But yeah, absolutely crazy steal. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pass up on this. I'm going to grab that. Did you, did you sell the Yesu for, for a profit then? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sold that on eBay. It's like nice. nothing. Nice, nice. You know, there's a lot of guys out there too that just do the buy and sell of the radio gear too. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people are just going to swap meets and just buying things and selling things and relisting things. I mean, that's if you know what you're looking for, that could that could be a little bit of a side business in it within itself. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm sure some guys right now are cringing, saying it's going to ruin the hobby and ruin the cost. But you know, the truth is, I mean, you can find them on police auctions and stuff like that, pennies on the dollar, and and that's where mm-hmm. some of the radios end up showing up as well. So. Good for you, man, for being resourceful and and figuring this all out. But yeah, I'm sure, it's you know that alone is exciting. Yeah, I think the biggest tip though for anyone who's starting out, especially if cost is an issue, is definitely just the radio reference. I I I, mm-hmm. I want to say it's better than eBay in the sense of if you use PayPal, you know, goods and services, ten times better than than eBay with the with the deals you can get. Right, and kind of just building up that rapport there. But also that just, but looking out for deals too. Don't just stay on radio reference. Try Facebook groups. Try maybe even a local, a local group in general with Facebook, maybe to your community. Just even looking up on Google SDS 200, just typing that in and just seeing what the normal price is, seeing what other places have it for. That's so you know, okay, well, maybe it doesn't, you know, which it never does go on sale ever. But, you know, then you know that, okay, then the lowest price I see, 700. Then you're expecting that 700 price. So you know that anything that's below about 700, it's a good deal. Yep, yep. I mean, that's supply and demand right now at that SDS 100 and 200. I mean, it's been out since, what, 2018 or so, and it's still still up there. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a tough one. All right, we're going to take a quick break right here. And as a reminder, anybody who is a Patreon supporter at the $3 or higher tier doesn't get this break. And they're going to go right back to listen to this conversation that I had with Clayton. For everybody else 
We'll catch you in just a moment. Would you like to avoid hearing this break in the podcast? Well, some of our Patreon supporters get to do exactly that. Think of Patreon as the PBS model of helping out Scanner School. For a monthly or yearly pledge, not only do you get to help support the podcast, but depending on your support tier, you can receive certain benefits. Our most popular benefit tier is our extra credit, or $5 a month tier. This allows you to sponsor us monthly or annually at a discount. And extra credit members not only receive an early release of a commercial-free podcast, again, this break is not in that podcast episode, but they also have access to early releases of YouTube videos, additional benefits such as squelchy sticker packs, discounts on our tutoring services, courses, and more. But if that wasn't enough, we have a great exclusive community set up just for our extra credit members, and it's great to catch up with them during our monthly member meetups. And these monthly meetups are also available for replay for anybody who is unable to attend that particular meetup. Members also have access to a private channel on our Discord server so they can also communicate with each other between our monthly membership meetup. You could become a Patreon supporter right now by going to scannerschool.com slash Patreon. Unication's G2 to G5 pages are great additions to your radio collection. Not only can they alert you with two-tone pager activations, but they can also monitor your local P25 simulcast systems that many scanner radios have problems receiving. And of course, many of our scanner school listeners are happily using their Unication pagers to scan their local trunk systems. How do I know? Because they've reached out to tell me. My company, East Coast Pagers, is an authorized Unication, Swiss phone, and Apollo pager dealer. We not only support departments and agencies, but also the home hobby user as well. Find us online at eastcoastpagers.com. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, and MURS, and 2A radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as backup issues too. To download your free sample issue or subscribe, visit natcommag.com. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby? I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com slash tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. Chances are pretty good that you shop online and buy things online. So whether it's Amazon or eBay or Scanner Master, maybe you got a new radio and you're going to buy new software from Butel. You can help support the podcast with your online purchases. If you use our support page before buying things online, you can support our show without it costing you a single cent. So before you buy your groceries, your golf balls, your socks, or maybe a new radio, software, or whatever it is. We would love it if you could use our affiliate links before you make that purchase. And this will help support the show 
at no additional cost to you. Go to scannerschool.com slash support to find out how you can help us out. Thanks again. Are there any Facebook groups that you that you recommend jumping into for somebody who, who's on that platform to buy and sell? Uh, yeah. Or you know, what, uh, what would you recommend? Personal, I think probably my personal favorite is, let me see, I'm pulling it up as we speak right now. Uh, it is the, they have one, it's the Uniden SDS 200 scanner only group. Uh, mm-hmm. That one's pretty good if you're looking at um, just you're interested in maybe an SDS you don't know yet, uh, especially the base one. That one's pretty good if you have questions about it. The other one that I use a lot was the two-way radio network radios and scanner garage sale. A lot okay. of sales you can see there from people with used ones. Uh, you can get some good steals there. And the radio scanner help and chat. That one has about six or no, 8,000 members. And I would say that one, everyone's willing to answer your questions. Uh, there's also, you know, you can sell on there. So a lot of people have some good equipment. Nice. Some of these I wasn't aware of, but there are others <laughs> out there. There's like, this is like a unit in something group that's got a crazy number of members on there. There's, there's tons, there's tons of groups. Just all you got to do is just type in like unit in or Whistler. Yeah. 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 Like you, like you said, just type in SDS 200 into a search in Google and it'll come up all the groups that are in there. Yeah, I mean, social media is good too. And again, don't just jump into these groups and then look to buy something. Sit around in these groups, get comfortable yeah. there. Just just sit there and lurk for a little bit, because you'll find out, like you know, if there's a scammy guy in the group, or you know, there's there are some bad seeds out there. I've seen it in some of the radio groups that there's you know a typical guy who comes in there and he's got a brand new account and you know he'll he'll have the too good to be deal type of deal and, and he'll want the the Venmo payment or he'll want the the Facebook payment instead of the PayPal goods and services payment. And those are usually red flags right there. You know, I mean, I I would definitely recommend as you said, you know, I don't even like I don't even like friends and family for, for PayPal because oh, it removes not, it yeah. removes all of the the safety protocols that were ever put in place. I mean if somebody's insisting on friends and family and say, uh, and then just say, look, well I'll give you the extra 3% to cover your losses. And I've done that in the past before. I'll say, look, I know you want this much money for the scanner. I'm not willing to do it friends and family. I'm going to give you an extra, whatever, five, ten dollars whatever it is. Go buy yourself something on the way to the post office and I'll Call cover your even. losses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. So uh, generally when I, when I make it a little bit more than the 3% and I say, look, you know, I, there's a couple extra bucks in there for your trouble or for your inconvenience of not using the payment method you want to go with, it it it, it helps. <laughs> Nine times yeah, absolutely. Out of 10, it certainly does help. Cool, man. So, what else are you listening to out there? I listen to. So, luckily for me, we're right near Los Angeles, so we got action-packed stuff all day. You know, mainly out here in Ventura County, it's I'm mainly listening to my local PDs, sheriff's office, um, you know, state uh, highway patrol out here. Um, and then I'm able to hear Los Angeles. I'm waiting on a Yagi antenna to come in so I can start picking up things. Like hopefully I can pick up like Kern County with that. It's a little distance, but I think I can do it. But yeah, hope, pretty much just uh, LA. So you know, LAPD, LA Sheriff, LA Fire Department, LA County Fire Department. Tons and tons of things to listen out here. Uh, there's never not any action. <laughs> it sounds like you got the bug. Yeah, that's really awesome to to hear that. So I mean, let's run through it though because you are managing the facebook page and the instagram account let's let's talk through typically how you get your information on there just just kind of change gears a little bit here and, and talk about that really quickly what you got how many radios are you do you have turned on at one particular time what do you how many are you listening to 
So about three. Yeah, three, three I got going, going full time. Yeah, all time. Even though, even when I'm asleep, three, all the time. And then the ones on the side, uh, so my Motorola's and like my portable, I tend to use those for like something major comes up so I can keep mm-hmm. my other ones free to maybe listen to uh, another county or another, another different agency, uh, that might be involved in whatever that incident might be so that I'm able to like, have multiple going to where I can hear all the traffic no matter what. That's smart. You got it set up pretty good. And I guess the three scanners you have set up are doing three independent things, right? They're not repeating themselves yeah. or. Perfect. Very nice. And what are you currently doing? What 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 is the criteria for you to? I mean, are you going out and taking pictures for your pages, or you are are you just monitoring what's going on? Uh, yeah. So I I personally, for me, I really like the photos. Uh-huh. I obviously like the scanning aspect more, but for me, I like to get photos of it. Um, and occasionally, I'll have things sent to the news uh, if I want to get footage of it. Um, I have a good buddy. He works for a. Uh, what are that? What is that called? Like a streaming company? So like a, like a stringer uh, service, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um he has a, he's with a company based out of Los Angeles, and uh, if I ever catch something good, I'll send it off to him. He'll send it to the news agencies, and we'll go from there. Nice, nice. That was what I was going to ask you. So, are you ever planning on doing this as a stringer or something like that? And again, that's where a web page can come in and say, "Hey, here's my resume. Here's the jobs, and here's my ability to kind of put this stuff together for uh, a news service." But uh, very cool. So you're kind of turning. This, this is. I mean, I'm I'm blown away here a little bit. You're 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 turning radios that are pretty affordable into radios that are out of your reach financially. Yeah. Just by doing a little bit of homework and a little bit of trading and stuff like that. Yep. It reminds me there was a. I don't know if you ever remember, but there was there was a TV show on uh, a couple of years ago. It was like a um, barter kings, and they would do like the exact same thing. They would they would buy something. They had they had like a, a like a buy and trade post type of deal as a store. But they would the whole premise of the store you could tell was mostly staged. But it's like you know they would turn this uh, this uh, you know this golf club into a golf cart. You know, it was, and they would trade their way up from something that was a hundred bucks into something that costs like you know ten thousand dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a journey along the way. So it reminded me a lot of, yeah. of that that kind of stuff. So, um, so very cool. So you have anything else Big you time. want to bring up today? Uh, I mean, we're, we're going through a lot of stuff here, but, um, yeah, what, what else you got? I think the only, I think probably my last thing I'd like to mention when just you're starting out mm-hmm. is uh, especially as a beginner and you're looking up what can listen to what, whether it be, you know, digital mode, analog, I see a lot of beginners who will stumble upon maybe a Baofeng or a Motorola and they wonder, well, like they'll be, they'll see the price of those and they'll be like, wow, these are insanely cheap. Like, let me, uh, this might be better than a scanner. I, I want to, I didn't, I wouldn't say I fell into that, but I definitely, uh, looked at that aspect and was, uh, about to pull the trigger on a couple of radios, but both of which, whether it be Motorola or just a ham radio in general, they're never going to have the capability as a, uh, a scanner will and features, um, you know, lock something out, uh, lock a channel out, be able to listen to a certain, uh, zone or group, things like that, listen to multiple, multiple channels and be able to scan them at a decent rate that's the big one especially with uh, the motorola's the prices are great on them especially if you're buying them used uh but good luck trying to get them programmed <laughs> yep and uh it's no secret i i, I give Baofeng, bofang whatever a really hard time but you know in the end it's a 35 dollar radio and i mean if it if it allows you to monitor one agency and free up your scanner so that you can dedicate one radio to something or if you're going to leave the house and it might be it's pouring rain outside or something like that and you're not too worried about damaging a radio 
that, that Baofeng could could be you know better than nothing at, at times, but it's still a a wacky radio. It's just it's super slow with scanning. Like you said, no locking out, yeah. no banks, no you know it's. But it is what it is. It's thirty five dollars. You know, it, it, yeah, it's disposable if something happens to it. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Your, your SDS isn't disposable. If that's broken, yeah. you're gonna pay more than the Baofeng is worth even to get it repaired. So yeah. Just, yeah, you know, those with the costs that, that can yep. come up. Uh, a lot of people will see, you know, they'll be like, well, this can do the same thing. And, I, you know, I will say reception, uh, you know, with, if it is speaking more so on the Motorola side, uh, the reception, the speaker quality absolutely blows these scanners out of the water. No doubt. But as far as features go and being able to listen to multiple things, it's just not there. Uh, yep. I usually only use them for maybe like one agency just to scan along of what's in that little group that I have or just listening to one specific channel if it's something major. Right. And it's it's the the radios were built for two different things, right? The, exactly. the commercial grade radio was made for a commercial two way use. It was made to be loud so you can hear it in an environment that may be in a construction zone or emergency situation or something like that. And a scanner is made for the consumer market who's gonna be a little bit more delicate, hopefully, mm-hmm. with the radio and may not survive a trip off the desk. <laughs> So mm-hmm. it's it's a different it's a different different world. But yep. again, too, that that professional radio wasn't made to scan a thousand channels. It was only really made to listen to the channel you're talking to, or or maybe that and two other channels. So for that slow scan rate, is fine. But not when you've got a hundred, two hundred, three hundred channels that you're trying to uh, to cycle through it and, and lock things out and put things in hold and all this other stuff. So yeah, two different radios, but I think they can live in harmony side by side, especially the way you've got them set up. So. So, so really good. And, and again, yeah. too, I mean, talking about the introduction point and the price point, whatnot, too, there's other resources out there, right? If you're trying to cut corners when it comes to scanning, I mean, you're not going to be able to control somebody's scanner when it's on Broadcastify or some other, exactly. other means. But at least you can listen to a radio maybe you can't afford. If it's P25 or simulcast and you just don't have the means to it, you can always listen to another radio. And I don't know if you ever played around with them either, but software defined radios is another great way to get yeah, active in the uh, the radio. Yeah, what? I um I had a little experience with that. Um, I would say the the cost is absolutely great for how cheap they are, um, mm-hmm. and just getting started with those. But it comes at a cost, and I would say the cost is having to run that computer or whatever you're using that as all the time if you want to actually listen to whatever you want to listen to. But there is other aspect too that you know what else is out there too. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, exactly. it's more more of an analyzer type of deal too, because you will see all the other users on the trunk system. You'll see issues in the trunk system. You'll see, you know, who's operating on on different types of networks, and even when it comes to programming a scanner, right? Because you may find out that the 800 layer's got all everything you want to listen to, and the 700 layer has nothing on it. And yep. so then, why bother putting the 700 layer in? You just you just you know you slow your scanner up by doing that. So SDRs can definitely be a tool. And again, if it saves you from spending $600 on a scanner. And and forty, fifty, sixty dollars now instead, and you know that's still a way of getting around uh, the, the the high price tag. So, but cool. Anything else you got? Uh, it's pretty much pretty much it, man. That's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Covered. We well, definitely covered a lot. We really did. And looking, I got two sides of paper written on both sides, front and back here, that we went through with different kinds of notes. And this was interesting because I thought we were going to go in and talk about one thing and we really went around quite a bit. But again, I'm pretty amazed. I got to be honest with you. I am amazed at the fact that you took some of these radios and you were able to up trade them into different radios. And it wasn't like you took advantage of anybody either because you said, you know, the Mm -hmm. other gentleman, he had a 536. It wasn't a great setup for him. 
But for you, it was perfect. And you had the radio he wanted. He had the radio you wanted. It was a mutual swap yep. where both of you All ended up getting skills. what you wanted out of it. Yeah. So it worked out really well. So yeah. very, very cool. And um, again, being 20 and getting into it, it sounds like you've got the bug because now you want to put Yagi antennas. You're playing around with different radios. You, you understand how yep. things are working out here. And hey, you may fall. I'm going to just from experience. You may fall out of the hobby for a little bit, but you'll find your way back in. I promise you that. If <laughs> oh, yeah, no but, doubt. Uh, I mean, you know, I've been thinking about that, too. I was like, but my, my thing is that if, if you see someone that has a Motorola along mm-hmm. with their scanning setup, they're not no beginner. I can tell you that. Yeah. Anytime yeah. I ever see that, I know this dude's been around the block. <laughs> exactly. So my advice to you is if you ever decide that it's time to get out of the hobby, don't sell every single one of them because eventually – you're yeah. going to find out, ah, no, I, I want it. Something happened. I want to turn it back on again, you know, so, so always keep one around with you. But, uh, listen, best of luck with the hobby, keeping with it, learning more stuff. And again, let's plug those websites or the, uh, the accounts that you have, where can uh, people reach out and, and, uh, have a conversation with you if they want uh, to follow up with anything. Yeah. I would say the most active one, uh, for things like that is going to be my Instagram page, uh, which you can find at more parts scanner. So M O O R. P-A-R-K scanner on Instagram. Uh, send me a DM. I have a few things on there that people can check out. If they want to see my scanner set up. I post all about it all the time. If somebody has questions, oh, what am I using? What's this? What's that? Um, I put tons of updates if I get new equipment, things like that. So if anyone wants to find me on there, I'm, I'm on there. Nice. And then you also got the Facebook page too, right? That you said. Facebook same, page as well. Name, yeah. Right? yeah. Same name. Yep. Perfect. All right, Clayton. So again, Thank you very much for being on the podcast. And I, I know, like we said before, I don't know if it was before we, we hit record here, but besides the process of trying to get through my link stack over on Instagram, because I'll, I'll look at that now that we talk, how was the process, though, of setting up a, a time to book the conversation here? I mean, once you got to the page, it was it was okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, so it was pretty much just the, the link tree. Mm-hmm. I didn't see if... I want to say there might have been even one other link there that didn't work. But uh, I would say it was probably just the only the only one was the appointment one. That was it. Okay, excellent. But other than that, everything worked fine. Perfect, perfect. So again, this was your idea. I want to thank you very much for bringing this idea to the podcast. And um, hopefully, you'll get a couple more follows out of this over on your uh, social media yeah. channel. So. So again, thank you very much for coming on here, and uh, maybe we'll do this again soon. It was it was a great conversation, and uh, yeah. anytime you want to come back, anytime you want to come Appreciate back, you, you, you know how to uh, reach out and uh, and uh, book another session. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Clayton, for being a guest on today's podcast. Now, if anybody wants to reach out to Clayton, you can reach him on his Facebook or Instagram pages. They're at Moore Park Scanner. Again, that's M-O-O-R-P-A-R-K. Again, we'll put a link to them over in the description and the show notes for this podcast episode. So you can go ahead and click on there to go right to his Facebook page. So Clayton, Best of luck with whatever it is you decide to do with the Scanner Radio Hobby. And I hope that your social media accounts continue to grow and it continues to bring you some success and recognition in the field of citizen journalism, which is what you are doing right now. So again, thank you for sharing your story and being a guest on this week's podcast. Now, this is an open call right now. If you're listening right now, you're the listener listening to this podcast has a story that you want to share, 
something that is exciting about the hobby that you've been doing, whatever it might happen to be. I am asking for you to go to scannerschool.com slash guest and be a part of the podcast. From there, you'll see a calendar with available dates and times. Once you pick a date and time that is available to both of us on the calendar, again, only my availability shows up so you know it's going to work for me. Go ahead and go ahead and click that, submit that, and I will respond with a, a Zoom link, basically, so we can sit down and meet. And again, it's audio only, so you don't have to worry about how you look or what's around you, because again, I got a face for radio. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now. So again, scannerschool.com slash guest. And again, as a reminder, I'm also looking for questions for our upcoming Ask Scanner School podcast episode. I can't continue to do those without your questions. So go and pick up your phone right now, 516-308-2885 or go to scannerschool.com slash ask. Finally, I want to know what you thought about today's podcast episode. You can be a part of the Scan Nerd community by going to scannerschool.com slash discord and let us all know what you thought of today's podcast episode. In there, you'll find other community members sharing pictures, advice, asking for help, and just hanging out and being a part of the Scan Nerd community. Again, we would love to see you in there, scannerschool.com slash discord. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Altrack, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Bob Rops, Bob Milton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Dombrowski, Dave Pascoe, David C., Danny Crotty, Dylan Heider, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, James Broxson, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, Joe Curtis, Joe P., John Cordoff, John Sheldon, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Leslie. Stevenson, Lloyd R., Mark Beebe, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Mike Lopez, Mike Piltz, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Teal, Randy Lee Wright, Raymond Hill, Rich Palmieri, Ronnie Box, Sal Marandola, Scott Lefgren, Terry Wright, Tim Mazza, TJ, Todd Glendie, and William Arcand. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.